0: Hello racing fans, Edison Hatter back with an episode of First Over with Edison Hatter for honestly what feels like the first time in a while. Uh, we thank uh John Rowls, Mike Robozy for taking the reins last week and uh, driver Tyler Jones for joining us. An insightful interview from him. Uh, I guess we had the week off before that so I guess the last time I was here was on the other side of the new year so it's still early enough in the year to say happy new year and I'll say happy new year to my guest. That's Ray Catolo. Ray, happy new year.
1: Uh hi Ed, thank you. Um it might be new but with each year it starts to feel a little bit more of the same
0: <laughs> well we uh, will have another year coming here our second full year on first over that doesn't matter and uh, we of course have plenty of exciting things planned for the year several things in the works but most importantly ray racing already has a lot of things in the works when it comes to the stake schedule so we don't have it fully put together yet, but we at least have yeah, the opportunity.
1: You, you that. and I, specific, they have tasked the brightest and sharpest minds in the business to lay lay every race down. And, folks, let me tell you, it's hard. There are so many Saturdays, but only so many to fit them all into. But Ed and I have been you know, up every hour of the night, have not slept in what has to be at least two and a half weeks. But we're making sure that these races go forward. Yeah, we we have
0: diligently worked on this day's schedule. It is solely our fault or uh, we deserve the thanks, the praise, the complaints, the whatever for this schedule, Ray, that we put together. And uh, it'll kick off officially, as every Grand Circuit season does lately, uh, at Yonkers Raceway with the Borgata, the matchmaker. And as you and I were discussing, those used to be on Saturdays, but now it's a Monday schedule for that Borgata pacing series, which uh, Fun at the Beach won last year and was number one to open the Hamiltonian Society top 10 poll last year before Bulldog took over the rest of the year. But Borgata, Ray, kicks it off over at Yonkers to start Grand Circuit season.
1: Yeah, I, I guess it's like the NFL strategy where you'd think, wow, you'd think the NFL would play on the the biggest day of the week, which would be you know Saturday night when everyone likes to get a little teetered. But the NFL said, no, let's do Monday night. I, you know you start the work week you're already dreading existing because you have to go hammer nails for another four days but on that monday you remember you got some brewskis waiting for you at home with the bros and now i think the borgata is kind of like that
0: well we have uh, of course the meadowlands as well as wood by mohawk will have full stake schedules as they usually do and um for... At least Mohawk. I'm trying to find some press releases and also kind of looking at last year's schedule. But um, they'll have the standard North American Cup. All the in- same. Oh, I'm dude. sorry. The
1: what? The what? What race do they have, Mister Hatter? North
0: American Cup.
1: Uh, you want to try again?
0: Pepsi North American Cup.
1: Pe- North America Cup. There is no race called the North American Cup. Let's let's remind everyone of that. It does not exist. Everyone who's claimed that they have won that race has lied.
0: So we will have that up at Mohawk. We'll have the uh, Canada Pacing Derby.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that, that's close
1: enough. That's about right.
0: Oh, if you let one, you'll let go. Okay. And the uh, Trotting Classic as well. Those will come up throughout the summer. Um, Breeders' Crown this year will be at Hoosier, Hoosier Park. Harrah's
1: uh, Hoosier Park. Do not forget your owner
0: at the end of October. Before that, I guess we're really going out of order here, but uh, before that, we'll have the Little Brown Jug. Third week in September, we'll have the two weeks of Grand Circuit action down at the Red Mile. Um, Again, obviously, this is all pretty standard stuff. First Saturday in August at the Meadowlands, the Big Hamiltonian Day. Meadowlands stakes action rolls throughout the summer, including the Meadowlands pace in July. It all kicks off, Ray, with, well, usually it's the first legs of the graduate around Kentucky Derby weekend, but Ray, when it really kicks off the Meadowlands is the Cutler. But how can they possibly top Last year's world record in the Cutler by D.
1: Yeah, what, what's what's funny about being in this business is those races. Ha- I was at Rosecroft the night of the Cutler when you came up and you and, and I. I could tell from your grin that you were hiding something from me. But you know, all I was focused on. We had some fabulous non-winners of three thousand, just absolutely scrappy six thousand dollar horses on the track. And here you come in saying, "Oh, you you hear about this." $400,000 race that happened and it's, it's, it's just funny that they're are levels of how this business goes and that when you're so in tune with that you just forget oh oh yeah I guess Zachary won that night too but what I remember is Spondulix he didn't look like he was gonna win that night Ed and then he won like 29 to 1 that was that was that was a highlight That way day. we have
0: we'll have kindergarten finals to round out the year at the Meadowlands the uh, fall final for FanDuel TV finals ray
1: are oh, they, they they are finally no longer the TVG finals they are not they are the FanDuel finals not the FanDuel TV plus finals the the uh Fan, FanDuel Sportsbook and Casino uh, handicap going the a mile
0: FanDuel championships will bring the curtain down on stake season there we go oh okay um, so, again, a lot of stakes season we'll look forward to, but uh, of course, that'll will kick off again just about two months here, really, until we get to uh, Yonkers and we get to those Borgata series starting us off. But for now, we will continue with some overnight racing at uh, Wood by Mohawk as well as the Meadowlands. We got plenty of it at Wood by Mohawk. We have a uh, 12 Ray, 11 race card on Saturday night. I think it was 12.
1: Saturday right. features 12 Let's races. Is
0: it? All right. We got 12 races. By well, we're not talking today, about 12. January 21st, 2023. And uh, we will give you at least the early pick five and a couple of featured races. And the uh, Ray, I don't know about you, but I thought this is a pick four sequence that is going to pay. I do not have a single in it, but we are trying to beat at least two of the favorites in the sequence that are going to be no good. What do you think of this? I guess, I
1: guess that's fantastic, but I sat here prepping for the pick five sequence, and so if the pick four is going to be what's paying great, then why are we talking about this? <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought the pick <laughs> five would pay great, but if clearly saying, I'm, I'm in I'm the like,
0: wrong. I said, pick four, did, or I said pick five, didn't I? Did I say pick four?
1: Well, you said you said I said pick four, didn't I? And you said yeah, and then you meant to say, well, I said pick five. Did And the answer is no, Ed, because you – we're wrong. You slipped up. It's okay. We all do sometimes. Pick five is
0: gonna pay and it's gonna be the pick five because we're gonna beat a favorite in the very first race. Well no, pick because four, you know we'll
1: you know this four. is this is horse player logic. The fact that you said pick four now means we have to play the pick four. The same way if you mispunch a ticket, you can't cancel that ticket or else I don't, your mom's back breaks. Oh not go that. too deep
0: in the first leg, so we can at least just cut those two out instead of a twenty four dollar pick five ticket, make it a twenty or twelve dollar pick four ticket and Call tonight, Play them both. And you know don't, what? They're both going to hit, Ray. Don't
1: we'll start throwing numbers.
0: One okay. And non-winners of 6,000 in the last five event on the pace. And you know what? I'm going to try to beat this favorite. The nine setting the precedent. But uh, Ray, your opinion. I, I don't think he actually is going to be the post-time favorite.
1: I, this, this is a weird morning line. Especially if you saw the group that was in that non of 12,000 class last week. Granted, I know the seven and the nine are both dropping. Um, but that was... The, the collection that was inside an hours of 12,000 didn't feel like the strength of an hours of 12,000. And, and along with that, these two horses, while they would benefit from a drop in class, it doesn't seem like because the drop isn't as stiff as it would be, they're really going to be that strong of contenders. I agree that you want to try and go against them. I did not like how Ahoy raced last week, even though you know she, she had been kind of flat and then she only raced evenly setting a precedent has been mostly flat the last few starts. I only could muster two here that stand any chance. Uh, one being Casimir swamp girl. And this is purely if Tyler Jones leaves the gate. Uh, if he doesn't leave the gate, then I'm mostly going to, she probably doesn't stand any chance to win the race. But if, if if Jones can push her out and, and get some kind of stalking spot and preferably the pocket, maybe get away third will be okay. Uh, she she should be live at potentially a price. This horse hasn't been below ten to one in her last six starts, so or last five starts by the looks of it. So might be some value there. And otherwise. I'm not super keen on going with Parisian blue chip, but she has some upside second start off the six scratch. Wasn't a terrible race. She went in that hours of 12,000 race last time. So this is going to be her second start in about a month. And even before that six scratch, she was, she was another one that was racing evenly, but was also racing with interest. And when, when it comes to a field like this, where you see a lot of horses that tend to stagnate in the stretch or they go backwards, you always, you're, there's sometimes just an advantage to fighting horses that appear just to be live and they aren't struggling, trying to get their legs beneath them or whatever. Uh, but that said, it's i I'm compromising here. Just taking the three and four, I'm trying to navigate this field pretty much. And that's all I can muster.
0: I'll go one seven. So good to know. We're already going to kick it off with a bang. One of us is hitting one of us isn't. So um, Ray, you might want to consider changing your number. How is, how,
1: how is miss Rockadilly? Get, how is miss rocked getting to the lead? Mr. Hatter from that post. She's how is she
0: similar to last time out. She's what well, Racewell knows preferred. How is she, she is getting to the lead? For her last three, she is going to make the trip work. There's no reason she can't do it slightly off the pace or retake after the quarter. She
1: there is every the reason why it. she can't, but... And
0: she is going to be a fair price in this field. We will use Miss Rocadali. We will use Ahoy, who, I mean... Did you watch look, that I mean, race? You, you've got four, seven, nine... You got them all coming out of the same race, and the seven... Was three to one in that race, and the other two were sixteen to one and fifteen to one, and you get that morning line spit out by the computer. I I think we've established Mohawk's computer morning line, right? Yes. I, I I don't think I'm seeing that, but okay.
1: Well, here here's the thing with Ahoy. Ahoy finished fourth to style for a mile a horse that refused to travel the entirety of that race the horse was ranked the entire way around mcnair was trying to get that horse to do anything and the fact that ahoy with a horse clearly struggling in front of her could not pass that on that drop from the preferred two. uh no no thanks she take her to the numbers at three thousand. for all i care
0: i am not touching that At the very least, we're discussing two separate things here. I like Ahoy, you don't. That's fine. But if you had to pick one, Ray, would you rather have Ahoy or set in the precedent?
1: Uh, (laughs) Why, what, what kind of what kind of hypo-mumbo-jumbo you trying to throw on me here? Now, You're if a- you ha- if you had to get a disease, would you rather have syphilis or lupus? I, I mean, honestly, I'd prefer neither.
0: I'm getting at a hoy Probably should be short on the morning line. But I digress. One-seven <laughs> for me. Give me Miss Rocket Dollar. Give me Ahoy. Those are the two I want. You'll take three-four. All right, we're often flying here in different directions. So be it. As we will flip to race two, which is non-one to 3,000 in their last five on the pace. I will go three deep. Ray, what will you do? Uh
1: this I, I hope this isn't a class trap, but I I have a hard time seeing beyond the four and the eight in this race. I don't I'm I don't really like actor Hanover from this spot, especially since the only win on his lines from the last However, many races was one where they had to go fifty-three to a half. The race collapsed in front of him, and he was able to crawl over in front and win. Granted, he had a good race on December tenth, where he was second by a head. He came home in twenty-six, but he has not been able to replicate that, even in situations where maybe he just didn't have the opportunity to pace that strongly, or whatever kind of excuses exist. And in- horse going in circles uh, but shadow and red is making that cla- is making a class drop before going on layoff uh, at the end of july was fairly consistent even though racing in the pop-up series which i believe was restricted to just like horses that have raced for only ten thousand dollars or like it was a weird condition of whatever kinds of horses and despite that he was he was winning those races fairly handily and didn't really come back terribly either first start back was put into play tried to go first up was was a little flat losing to beyond better and huey jr that's fine and then came into another race with a speed ball and he's in control tried to sit back and get into the race it didn't happen third third time's possibly the charm with this one he draws well again i could see sylvain push i could see him trying to just get some kind of mid-pack trip but i i don't see it being as disappointing as that last race was especially on the drop um typhoon stride I, this, this seems like a textbook situation where Jody blasts, um, this is, you know, he's dropping in class. Granted, he had to go all the way down to the numbers of 2000 to get a win back three starts ago. And then after that, he finds some way to flounder. But I don't know if, if, if the board, if the board's odds are reading low enough and, and and Jody's feeling a a little hot, uh, maybe this horse will actually be put into the race and stand a chance. So. 4-8 uh, for me in that one. You know,
0: Ray, we've agreed way too much on our recent show, so I'm very glad to see this. You take 4-8, I'll take 2-3-5, so this is good. This is good.
1: You can take all of the losers. That, that's fine by me. I, I am doing my best to win <laughs> and to make money.
0: Well, what we'll start with for me is, first and foremost, well, I guess maybe you're not using the same program I am. I'm using the actual track program I just downloaded out with the finals out online, and I, I didn't know this, but the three, Colina K J A. The bottom line, that Menango, Australia line, gosh, nothing against our programs down here in North or in the States, but uh, there's something about them that just, I can't stand the way that we present the Australian races. It kind of, or, you know, the overseas races kind of makes a pain for me to try to sort through and figure out. Um, but in this case here, this one uh, nicely lists out that it was Menango, Australia, first and foremost, and then it says race to procs one mile and 150
1: and four. So I really I really like that. That's really useful information. Cool. I think that's a specifically track it thing. Yes, that's... Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. I'll have to remember to start looking for that in the future. But either way, and, and this is a fair warning to those out there listening, if you are like me and sometimes frustrated by the way that it presents in the American uh, uh, cards, there you go. Um, but, Colin KJA, uh, I did like here, you know, I wanted to use them last time out at the Meadowlands, at now 3000 level. It was post-10, though. I tried to blast. Didn't work out the trip there. Draws a lot better here against similar. Is now back up in Canada. So he just won a chance here now. Fifth start start North America. I mean, I feel like I'm a chase in a while. But, like, you know, we're going to get there eventually. Now third start with Lasix after that bleeding episode. And we've seen a lot more gate speed since then. If we'll that horse play.
1: goes forward, God bless it.
0: To actor Hanover, you said you don't like. I do like. Last time out, you know, facing tougher. Tried to leave post seven. So, again, some early speed here. But at least they're both drawn to the inside. So they nah, can have early. And the five Jam Jack of Hearts I'll throw in here at a price coming off of uh, just missing it. Similar here last time out, I thought price pretty well back half of that mile. A couple of wins before that over at Flamborough. And uh, you know, lately I've really just been nicely sucked up by the uh, good old uh, small track to big track horses. So so give me my Flamborough shipper. So although Jam Jack of Hearts, to be fair, has had success here at the Meadowlands, um, or at Mohawk in the past, 150 and three mark from last year, including five wins. So We'll go two, three, five for me. You will go four, eight as we go totally opposite directions. We'll continue in race three. Five-year-olds and youngers, winners of two, but not more than five races. Uh, who do you like here?
1: Uh, it it shouldn't because this these classes tend to lean fairly obvious, especially like your- what. No, Petty Poo doesn't stand a chance here. I I know he was a guest on your show, but you didn't even have the gutso to show up and talk to him. So don't take credit for that. There's three horses that have a chance in this race. Six, seven, eight. Bang, bang, boom. Backstreet Gambler, Huh? Four. Four? No, toss the four. Get rid of the four. Don't even... When when you're reading the ticket, say four? What four? There's no four in this sequence at all, except for the ones that are in legs one and two. But... Backstreet gambler, sure, Wah hops off. I, I really don't care. This horse got an atrocious drive just being locked, 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 locked. And the moment any kind of daylight opened, uh, was able to get through. So, if anything, I see this as a blessing. I think Wah was way too patient with this one. Young might be able to do something a bit different. But, of course, Wah goes for the real obvious horse in this race, and Emmett's buddy, the one downside this guy has is his you – know, his need to come from so far off the speed. And maybe it's not as much of a need. That's just how he's won f- three of his last four races. And the one race race he sat close, he finished fourth. Indicative of anything? Eh, I-, I don't know. But he- he's won handily in his last two starts against this group. He's established him- He's established his class in that way. And whether he can maintain that status, I mean, that, that- that's up for the race to decide. But uh, to... To go against him here means we might not be able to get some value in some of the later legs if we want to hit the ticket, unlike Mr. Hatter, who is going to lose the first two legs. He might be able to get through the third leg, though, if he also uses last beach, because this this horse has also been racing well at this company. Fourth start off of a little layoff from lameness. And, you know, it, 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 there's, it's a positive sign to see a horse that is scratched for lameness be off for a couple of weeks, come back the way that this guy has. Finished second with a 27 and 3 final quarter to. Backstreet gambler, then followed that with a win. Granted, the race collapsed in front of him. They went way too fast in the first half, and he was in an opportune spot. And somehow that situation occurred again on Jan 7th. Maybe a little weird that this horse hasn't raced in two weeks, given we we saw the lameness thing. But I'm going to chalk it up to just it's all part of the plan. That's what what a lot. When you have to rationalize things, you can't understand. You just say it's all part of the plan. That's what every life coach has ever said to me. And. Well, why wouldn't I trust them? Uh, six, seven,
0: eight. It's, it's all about the one and the four here. Come on,
1: the one. It, okay, it. I can I can understand I can understand the one, but not. I I don't think to win. I think the horse is live though at a potential price.
0: No, I, I go four six here. I'm with you with the six backstreet gambler. The four patapoo. To be fair, the one might actually be the next number though, because you know, I, you know, it's not like obviously you can't just handicap based on just staring at it and finding some pattern just doesn't exist. But in general, in these races, given the specific horses, I do sometimes like those that have to win for the claim tag here. I mean, you know, sometimes you end up with a whole bunch of horses that just don't like to win. And if one of them is just kind of going to keep dropping in for that $50,000 claim tag and just kind of keep being up with the horses, it's worthwhile. So as you notice in the form... Uh, you know, that winner's, he was in that winner's two to five condition, two lines back, three lines back, four lines back. Last time it says $50,000 claimers. He still was in that same class. It's just that he had to go in for that claim tag. We saw him get the win. He went right to the front and never looked back. And I think he's worth a look right back again this week. And if not him, then I'll take the 6 back straight gambler. Um, so I will go four six here. You know and what I? Well, you know, know
1: what I wonder though.
0: Favorites we're going to beat with the seven and the eight going down. But you can, uh, here, your, can here,
1: money. here. Here's the thing that I wonder, Ed. How did the four win that race last week? Because he he, it, it must be real hard to go gate to wire. What want fifty eight and two to the half? Oh well, he he must obviously be able to do that again here, right?
0: Well, If we're gonna have a discussion over time is irrelevant, doesn't it work both ways here? <laughs> What's to say he doesn't win that race if he has to go 53 and two to the half? I mean, well, not 53. And his, two, past, yeah. his
1: past performances show that it's, you're correct to say that it is not indicative of the, the certainty. However, his 32 starts show that if he doesn't get that half, it's going to be a little tough. And whatever price he's going to be, especially off a win like that, might be devalued.
0: To well, be fair, I mean, what, six, seven? I mean, there's a little bit of speed to his outside, but at some point he's hopefully going to get to the top, and well, maybe he will try to steal something on the front end again. Probably not going to be 58 and two, but I think he's worth the look back. Six to one morning line. I think a lot of betters are going to think your way, too. That's the other thing. You know, you got him last week at five to two. I think you're going to get actually a better price than that, even though he just won last week.
1: I also haven't seen, for all I know, there's going to be a backstretch wind on Saturday, and they're going to go 52 to the half in that class, so. Mm-hmm. I haven't I checked.
0: You know what? I'm so used to having Garnett on recently to give me the weather updates for up there. I don't actually know, honestly. You know what? We're going to have to look it up.
1: Wow. How can we do that? Do I have to go scream it into the sky?
0: Well, snow. There's going to be snow on Sunday for them. We'll start there. But uh, for Saturday night, uh, we're going to be mid-30s, no precipitation, minimal wind. So let's call that pretty darn good end of January weather. Uh, race four and I'm 20,000 in their last five. They're on the pace. It's a field of nine. I am taking over half of this field. Ray, what are you going to do?
1: I get, I have under half, I guess if you, you, knowing I, you you probably have the other half of the field that I don't want. I, I'm, you better hope not because you're going to miss three legs of this sequence Then that is going to be embarrassing for you. I start with desperate man. Mostly because it's interesting that I, I I know Trevor Henry's probably just on vacation or something, but it's interest. I'm curious how Bobby drives this horse because we all know he has one way of going, and it's it's getting the trip. Source does not like the lead, but even when he's been getting the trip, he hasn't been following through. So I'm I'm on the now it's a class drop too. That's also to his benefit, but I I I, I feel like he's sitting on one at some point. He he he's an okay horse. He just hasn't had the. Uh, had the right opportunity in front of him, or he just, I i, I don't know. He's getting desperate, man. Uh, Huey Jr., granted, he won last week because Beyond Better blew up in the stretch for whatever reason, although he, Beyond Better wasn't really traveling in that race the whole way. Uh, so maybe, maybe you, I, I, either way, Huey Jr. made his move. He sat a good trip, and then he was able to hold everyone else off, and most of these others are in this class, so... That that might that might be value to something, and now that he's moving up in class off of two decent races, he, he's he's potentially the live long shot depending on how what kind of trip jury can work with them. Uh, Cadillac Bayama should blast off the gate, and he did that two starts ago, and then was second to No Free Lunch. That's uh that's a finish that stands out given where No Free Lunch currently sits on the class ladder, and I. Uh codename Cigar Box is so frustrating. I he he he's he's a talented horse, but for some reason he's gone off the wagon. I I I don't know why, but for some reason, class drop here. I don't know if they're gonna do another shoeing change because they switched from steel to aluminum, I think, on the back last week, and the horse didn't really do much of anything. So I'm curious what else, whether tinkering they might do, but from that outside post, this looks like a textbook colon blast spot, and then it's just up to whether the horse can carry that momentum or not. So uh two five seven nine in the fourth.
0: That's great, Ray. Um perfect. I'm taking the other five. You just listed why those four can't win. Give me the other five and we'll <laughs> okay. Race five. Close that leg.
1: All right. Okay. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs>
0: The five that I'll use are two three four seven nine so you've already discussed desperate man Cadillac by I like box oh so, no not American, American history American history come on these are the classic courses they're winning at nine to twelve thousand they can't win at thirty. this is nine 20 give me the nice little middle part let's see how they do toss them in give me a chance uh, I I
1: I'm I am a I am naturally a skeptic however mystical things like uh, like the stars telling me how my Thursday is gonna be, I would start to believe if I could find any kind of reason why American History decides to do his thing when he does it. From what I can feel about just how this horse is, I don't think he's getting that. I don't think he's getting that race he did two starts ago, or that he got on November twelfth, or that he's gotten every other time he's ever won at a condition class since he won the Breeders' Crown. Uh, Don't Poke the Dragon, though, two starts back. Incredibly lucky. I he might be live at a price. Uh I don't I don't blame you for taking that one. I don't think that horse has as good of a chance, but more interesting than American history.
0: I think the other interesting question for a horse like American history is I mean, him and Don't Poke the Dragon come out of the same race. That nine one is a 30. Two to one. American history was the favorite in that race. What are you getting on now tonight after that try last time out?
1: Uh, now that he's dropping from the numbers of third. Well, that numbers of thirty was I'm wait no they did have a preferred last week. Um, so Nick, this, Nick's what I was saying. This is
0: then. a good example, by the way. Of where I think time is interesting is an interesting concept. Left quickly from post six last time. Got to the pylons quickly and was able to get to the half in fifty five and two one off easily. Had to work. From post two, past the quarter last time, while third and partly outside, got to the top before the half, got to half again in 55-2, and two, and look at how different those back halves of the miles were, even though the winners went 154 in both miles.
1: I thought you would have said you found time interesting, you know, being an astrophysicist, but I I, I guess the secrets of the cosmos and the origins of the universe are, are trumped by an eight-year-old stallion by American Ideal, who is now in the barn of Richard Moreau. That what's the whistle more than antimatter
0: <laughs> which does that does
1: that mean it's against matter how does that work well either way
0: it's good to know one thing we do agree on is that these are both very open races two three four seven nine for me two five seven nine for you as we go to the payoff leg now one is a thirteen thousand in their last five it's on the pace Stonebridge wrecks beyond better they're the only two you need
1: right uh though both pitches for me I I saw oh, everything yeah, actually, I needed yeah I
0: Incredible. I, I so third race where we have totally different numbers.
1: I watched Stonebridge Rex's race on Jan 7th, and I was tipped this horse by one Mr. John Rallis. And I said, Johnny boy, you've really proven yourself under my eyes. By I, I will give a touch. listen. I, this is how we talk to each other. I'm like the sensei. He's like, he's like uh, the, the, whatever, the, the samurai. I forget the, or the hierarchy of it all. And I said, oh, "I'll, I'll, I'll trust in your, I'll trust in your opinion." I put in a nice little bet, and then the horse is second. Now, as the teacher, I wasn't heartbroken because I understood that this was a lesson for him to tell me when he has good horses. I knew he gave me a horse that was not going to win because I look at Stonebridge Rex, I see that three for forty-two last year, and I go, "Golly, gee." <laughs> this horse sometimes thinks he's racing 15 16ths of a mile maybe he thinks he's racing 17 16ths of a mile it's just that that darned little barber pole that's at the inside of the of the track just always seems to mystify him and and beyond better i i I, the way he was racing last week i have no idea why he was traveling The, the horse was sloppy most of the way around and then you saw bobby finally lost him in the stretch i don't know why maybe the horse rebounds from that uh and if he does, he beats me. Cool. He's three to one morning line off that race. Take it. I take the one South Beach, Hanover. Second start off a of six scratch. That was an okay race off a pile on trip. Even though they went a little too fast up front, that kind of helped them get into the mix. The horse has been consistent since coming back to the races in October and has been climbing up the class ladder. All positive signs for that one. Uh, Rock me, roll me had a ton of pace in that Huey Jr. race and then just kind of got caught in you know some sandwiching and stuff. They were really bundling at the finish of that race there all all in all though an okay race i understand though what rock me roll me's game is he wants to try and be you know second over just have some way to suck along and then get into the race that's always been his game and maybe he can get it here or if he doesn't then oh boo hoo! i took a 10 to 1 morning line and value to potentially hit a nice pick five i'm so sad third horse then i try a little a little little knocky knocky on the door and rocking and talking i I'm not a big fan of that last race. He sat a pile on trip. He really should have had a bit more go, but if I remember correctly, he was trying to come up the cones and just maybe there wasn't room. I that 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 memory's a little foggy to me, but what I do remember is four starts ago when against Woodmere Steel Deal and South Beach Hanover, he had that race one. If only he got room at just like a little bit sooner, he was locked, 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 and then had so much pace coming for home. If this horse can have any semblance of that form he showed four starts ago, he's as live as any of them. So one five eight in the in the last one.
0: Well, too far for me to so remember. Drex beyond feather. Look for one of those two to rebound this time around.
1: Um, in it, yeah. uh, in the back of the field, right.
0: I don't know what made him Beyond Better last time out, but to be fair, before he got lost, he was making up some ground. We got to concede. And Stonebridge Rex, um, yeah, didn't quite get it done last time out. But uh, look, I think they both have chances this time around. I think one of the two of them will get it done. And that's incredible that we had zero discussion with one another over the sequence. And we managed to have three races where we had nothing in common. So that should give a pretty good clue as to how wide open the sequence is or maybe just how delusional Ray is. But either way.
1: At least, you know, I I recognize that you you study the cosmos and all of that, so at the very least, it makes sense that maybe I'm the only one on planet Earth here. When we're looking at these races,
0: well, it's a one seven with two three five with four six with two three four seven nine with two four for twenty four dollars if you want the winning ticket and uh, Ray your 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 numbers.
1: Jesus Christ, sounds like reading a lotto. Uh, like one, I have the three four. Like two, the four eight. Like three, the six seven eight. Like four, the two, five, seven, nine, and like five, the one, five, eight, 20 cent grand total there. 1440. That's $14 right. and 40 cents.
0: All right. Well, I think in any one. currency too. Well, one of those times we have very little agreement on the show in the pick five. So, well, your, your listener job is to decipher what you heard from both of us for both arguments and make your decision or, or take it all. Wait, wait, so let's see. Come on, Ray, for fun here. So wait, so I had one seven in the first. You went one. You went three, four, right? So uh-huh. one, so that's four. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. leg two is two, three, five for me. You went? Four, eight. So that's by five. Uh, four, six for me in the third. You went six, seven, eight. So that's four total mm-hmm. horses. Okay. We're up to $16 already. You see where I'm going with this here. Uh, I used five in the fourth leg and you used four, including three of mine. So that's six horses. So we're up to $96 now. And I use two in the last, and you use three in the last, and they're all different of five. So uh, for $490, $480, just play all of our numbers.
1: And, you know, I think you have a pretty damn good chance of breaking even.
0: <laughs> Honestly, you probably do. I think it is that kind of a sequence where, where something crazy is going to happen. So It's uh, going
1: to be all favorites. Just tw- go the Ryan Willis way $50 pick five, all morning line favorites, and uh, go put your up and watch whatever that Jeffrey Dahmer series was are, are we done with him I've, I've seen enough of guys who want to eat people
0: uh, you're asking the wrong person when it comes to pop culture stuff uh, uh. We flip to race nine though race nine I know, everyone's
1: talking about that guy with the hatchet
0: and we're going to discuss races nine and ten here to close out uh, our wood by Mohawk analysis and you know normally I try to give out an exact to play or a good win bet and a good number or something but I, I love a daily double here we got a daily double races nine oh yeah it's rolling double So we're going to give out a daily double ticket for me for once, but preferred pace race nine. How do you see it? I I
1: already, I'm I'm just going to say right now, I know exactly what your double
0: is. (laughs) Please continue then.
1: Uh, I I know you're, you have a, I bet it's a wheels on fire beach and Lindy double. Wrong. It's at Salzburg. It's Salzburg Victor and beach and Lindy.
0: Carry on. What do you like in race nine?
1: Okay. I got it right. The second time. Um, look, I until until proven otherwise, Salzburg Victor is the horse to beat at this class. And he he had, he had always been sneaky, you know. He was getting checks at the top classes for so long, and then they just finally figured out how to race this horse correctly, and he's been on fire since then. Uh, I don't think he gets a fifty-eight half like he did last week. Same time with this field, it's you know you have to ask yourself who who would be who would be the bait. Because when when these races set up, more often than not, there's whoever's on the lead, depending on who... Like, if if Salzburg-Victor doesn't get the lead, this is a different race. But if Salzburg-Victor is on the lead, for the most part, everyone knows he's the best one in the race. I have to save all my cards for the end. And so if that's the case, why try and beat him? Figure out what horse can probably get second. The downside is it looks more likely that it's going to be a 3-6 exacta, but... There's reason to say maybe it's a three-four exactive. There's a reason to say possibly it's a three-two exact. That being sometimes somewhere maybe gets second, points north maybe gets second here just based off of where they draw and how the race can set up, um, and how that favors the way that they race. But I mean it, it's not it's not really super creative, but I mean, one to five on salzburg Victor probably isn't that terrible. But you need to do something like Ed's trying to do, which is. Try and find a way to get more value out of that, i.e., daily double's not a bad play.
0: Or if you're going to play an exacta race, a 3 1 exacta. I don't know how you Sintra's
1: not getting second. Come it's
0: on. Everything in this race, but Sintra should be. Sintra's going
1: to gonna go first over. I guarantee it. Nice little trip
0: here with Anthony McDonald. Didn't work out first over last week, so this week,
1: they're going to go, go even like harder first right? over. <laughs>
0: and we'll go on and hopefully pick up second behind Salzburg Victor who yeah I like the way you phrased it I mean he's one knockoff group and otherwise so Salzburg Victor is the single in this ice cold daily double Ray as we flip to race 10 the pop-up series final there's a horse I love in this race we'll let you go first
1: well yeah you, you, it's gonna be an Austin story sweep of the double
0: that is correct
1: I, I thought
0: daily double there's the play
1: I thought Beach and Lindy would have been potentially vulnerable, but the way that he raised last week, the only caveat against him, if that's not redundant, is you know, the way we all know he drifts in the stretch. So if in some capacity him building speed that way somehow opens things for some horse closing, and whatever kind of you know, even image that would look like, maybe he stands a chance to lose. But these these pop-up series for the most part are They 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 lean fairly obvious, and when when a horse stamps themselves as the standout, seldom do do anyone else move forward. There's potentially some great value underneath, though, because what's great with these pop-up series at the very least is they bundle together these horses that may either race in you know like non-winners of one thousand at Flamborough or or these typically lower class horses, and. Based on how they draw and how big the fields are, sometimes you can get certain race setups that allow for like a fifty to one shot to get into play. I think that's what happened with Ga Speed Sammy. Yeah, thirty five to one was second to Clever Character two starts ago, and then was second to twenty four to one last time in a nine horse field in the second prelim. Um, But in terms like that, in terms of that, that's all about reading the board. We don't have the board in front of us right now. We know that they're going to probably bet the living bejesus out of Beach and Lindy. I can't imagine. You get more than 7 to 5 on that daily double, though. So...
0: That is value, Ray.
1: Uh, maybe. Uh,
0: what I will say, though, to be fair, if you're trying to build a case against a horse like Beach and Lindy, I think it should be noted that, you know, and we often see this, to be fair, you know, it's not a million-dollar race by any stretch here in this case, but we do often, it feels like, see... You know, we're going for fifteen thousand these legs, we're up to twenty-five thousand in the final. Is it like, you know, a bazillion dollars more? No. But you know, sometimes you'll see kind of some moves here where a little bit more money's on the line, right? I mean, that's fair to say.
1: Yeah, and there, there are certain there are certain elements to the race that can set that. For instance, Hunter Hill and Major Ace drawing those spots potentially can muddy the race because major ace is one that wants to be forwardly placed and he's he's gonna be a live long shot. So if anything one potential bet would be for major Ace to clear. And you're betting that maybe he's able to hold second, maintain that speed, even though in his last two starts, he hasn't been able to granted that last start, he had to travel overland the entirety of the mile, which is why he finished ninth by 18. So that's to say, maybe if the pay, if there aren't a lot of moves, you might have a lot live long shot in him. If, because those two are the main speeds and you have horses like beach and Lindy to the outside, uh, you have Saint Lad's Cash, who really only knows one way, by the looks of it, uh, and you also have certain horses to the inside, like Sunship, who's kind, who might be a little bit of a grinder. Those those horses being drawn into certain spots can allow for these kinds of races to potentially melt down, and in a way where maybe Beach and Lindy's in a pocket, and maybe because the speed's collapsing in front of him, he can't get out. What happens then? Maybe are you kidding me? Cabby goes by them all and wins. That horse has been live the last couple of weeks, but that is that is betting on a purely chaotic for f- outcome of this race. Whether that whether it's likely or not, it I mean that's for every better to decide. But you're right that in this final, it's more likely than it was in the prelims.
0: Well, that is a look at our 12-race program with my Mohawk Park Saturday, January 21st, 2023. Uh, so a lot of great racing action on tap, including several other races we didn't even discuss. But hopefully we gave the better. Something to think about. And, uh, you know, to be fair and all sincerity, I do appreciate conversations and um, shows like this where we clearly have very different pick-five tickets. So sometimes, you know, it's very easy to say, oh, I got the same numbers and be like this and this and that. This one here, I said going into it, I thought it was a tricky sequence. I think it's proven by the fact that we saw it two totally different ways here. So uh, that should be a clue here to the betters that uh, take your time with this sequence, try to put together a good ticket, and I think you can make a pretty big score here if you manage to successfully navigate this pick-five sequence. Or you're right, Ray, since we build it up this long, it means probably five favorites in a row win, and it pays $30, right? I mean, it's one or the other.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I wake up every morning as a better saying, if I can outdo Ed Hatter, I'd be happy. And you know what the great thing about that is, Ed? Is it happens in the first five minutes of my day. So I think anyone out there can do it. They can go out there and they can hit this pick five.
0: All right. So before we wrap up, Ray, with no with Mike Pabosey hosting lately, we haven't gotten our usual other sports talk we love to throw oh, in, in here. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll spare everybody my golf thoughts for the weekend or whatever else we got going on out there in sports world. But let's get to the important stuff, Ray. We have got NFL playoffs rolling on. Divisional round this weekend. Come on, give us some thoughts. What do you have for us?
1: Um, I was surprised that the Vikings lost because they were, what, 10-1 and 1 at home. Okay,
0: maybe I'm biased by l- working in New York and, like, you know, even on uh, FanDuel TV, Matt Carruthers just, like, assumed that I was a, a-, a Giants fan. Obviously, I have not. My poor Ravens. They had such a great chance at it. But, uh, you know, I-, I I bet the Giants, I really thought they were going to win that, honestly. It just felt like uh, they had a great chance in that game. But, uh, again, yeah, maybe I'm biased from <laughs>
1: I, I, I love that the scientist who bases so many decisions on, on things that are empirical describe a bet as it felt like it was going to happen. Come on, playoff Kirk <laughs> Cousins. What does that mean? What does it mean? It's only correct Man, until proven wrong. <laughs> it's only correct until proven wrong. Look. I... Like
0: Ravens. The Ravens are terrible in the playoffs. And for the record, I'd like the record to show. I'm really proud of oh, myself, by the way. I went 5-for-5 five five with bets last weekend on the uh, wild-card weekend. Sorry, super wild-card weekend. And really, I think I went 6-for-6 six six because the sixth game was the one I didn't bet, the Ravens and the Bengals. Because, you know, my heart's fully in my Ravens. I walked around my Ravens jersey all day. My heart was there. But I knew we had no chance. And you know what? We actually had a chance until, like, oh, you know what I'm talking about.
1: I see, see, the thing that I wonder is how many – sports franchises exist out there named or inspired by gothic poets i think there's just one
0: probably i mean you know you know what our three mascots are
1: right um it it there's more than a raven
0: there's three ravens there's edgar there's alan and there's poe
1: oh there, there's no like uh there's no uh, walt whitman team that's like the uh the the tennessee quills
0: I don't know, but you know there is a Walt Whitman High School very close to me. I can go. Yeah, to I think it's from you.
1: Pennsylvania, anyway.
0: Uh, but either way, we, we digress here a lot. This coming weekend schedule. So, uh, well, you know, upsets. Hey, you know what? Here's the statistic. Okay, let's go game by game really quickly while Jesus we got a couple minutes. Okay, Jaguars Chiefs. Here's the statistic. Well, it doesn't all, do was, Adderall, was, by the way. I still if everyone the record listening, record to show that I was degenerately sitting upstairs in the press box in the Meadowlands, saying, "Come on, it's only twenty-seven. I think they can come back." Like I mean, I really, truly, for some reason, just just felt it. My my Jaguars bet was never dead, and it never was until he won. And you know what? Here's why. I think I know why. I didn't know this back then, but I know it now. Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday in high school, college, or in the NFL. So the 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 Chiefs have to be just you know shaking in their shoes, knowing that this game is a Saturday afternoon. So. The Jaguars have a chance.
1: You know those. You know those sports determined by a Roman calendar.
0: <laughs> Although, to be fair, they probably really don't. This probably is the Chiefs game. But I mean, you know, they were upset by the Bengals. They've been upset by the Niners Super Bowl or by the Bucks in the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, the, the Chiefs can sometimes not show up, so that could be a legitimate game. I would probably pick the Chiefs though. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want the points or not. There, uh, that's a tough one. Um, Eagles, Giants, I think is interesting. It feels like this line is going to trend more to the Eagles by game time. And I think then maybe you want the Giants. Wait, you mean it's not? You want the Giants to at least keep it within like maybe 10? Wait,
1: wait, what, 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 how, how big of favorites are the Eagles?
0: Oh, you know, if we're going to discuss this, I probably should have already had these lined up, but give me a moment. How, How are they not
1: like minus seven and a half?
0: I thought they were at eight and a half, and I thought it might move a bit more than that, I think. Let me let me not speak before I get accurate. I don't even know
1: anything about the NFL. I, yeah, I they're just...
0: minus seven and a half. See, I feel like they're going to move a little more How than did I think.
1: know that?
0: I think he's sitting I... waiting on the Giants to get a little higher and take the Giants plus whatever. Mine eight and a half, by the way, on Kansas City. So that's the way I would look at it. I would take Giants with the points, Chiefs, Jaguars. Man, I, I'll i tell you what I would go with. they over. I'd go over 52 and a half because the Chiefs love to play down to their opponents. Chiefs love to put up points Trevor Lawrence when he's good he's good obviously that t- Titans game even though they won was not the greatest performance ever but so I would go over 52 and a half
1: I would bet the under Giants
0: with the points we get closer to game time Bengals bills is a tricky one to me 48 and a half feels low though so there I would probably just take the over if you want a dog to play on the money line this weekend the Bengals might be that team
1: nah bet the under
0: um, it seems like everybody wants the Cowboys. The Cowboys seem to love to disappoint in the uh, playoffs. So uh, take your Bet pick. the Cowboys. Either minus, either minus 200 on the Niners or minus 3.5 on the uh, – or sorry, minus 200 on the money line on the Niners or minus 3.5 on the points. I would probably take either. Um, and that is the way I would look at it. And, you know, if you're going to bet a futures bet at this point, amazingly, it's a pretty open market. I mean, you're still getting 3-1 to one on the Chiefs as the favorites to win this. So as an eight-horse race, this is a very competitive race with the poor – Twenty-five to one Giants and thirty-three to one Jaguars, just kind of limping in the back. Although to be fair, I still think eight to one on the Cowboys is a little crazy. But uh,
1: uh, what what are the um, odds on? Oh, Frank, what team was I thinking of? Well, at this point, we've done it all.
0: So the, the Chiefs are favorites at plus three hundred, plus three thirty on the Bills. The Niners are plus four fifty. The Eagles are plus five hundred. The Bengals are plus seven fifty. The Cowboys are plus eight fifty. Plus twenty five hundred on the Giants. Plus thirty three hundred on the Jaguars. And the only word of caution I would have, just from a pure betting standpoint, is um, if you like either, well, let's, let's say if you want to bet the bills or the Bengals, you're better off trying to get it like now, because that number is probably going to drop once they survive the game this weekend, whoever does. Um, and I, I could kind of argue the same for the Niners and the Cowboys, if the Cowboys, I was gonna say, to the Niners, that I, going to say go way down. So if you like the Cowboys plus eight fifty is as good as you can get right now, I don't like them personally, but if you do, that's what you want. And alternatively, if you want the Niners at plus 450 and you're really kind of like me, think that they can crush the Cowboys this weekend, that number's going to drop once they beat the Cowboys. But I don't,
1: I don't know if the now Niners... Who, wait, who, who, well, no, who do the Niners have to play once they win? It's either
0: the Chiefs Presumably or... Presumably Philly, but you know what? If the Giants manage to knock off Philly by some... slight nah. take take the Niners
1: right? to win the Super Bowl at, at 9-2. to Take the and Niners.
0: All of a okay. Uh, you know what? To be fair, I know plenty of people with futures money on that. And uh, you know what? I'm I'm seeing that path more than I did recently, but... I still think that if it ends up being Philadelphia, San Francisco, and the Niners have to go travel to Philadelphia, that, that's not a guarantee of a game. But either way, that's our discussion of NFL Football Ray and our discussion of Wood by Mohawk Racing. So with that, we'll just about wrap up this episode. Uh, next week's episode, To Be Determined, it'll be definitely the usual Thursday evening time frame posting, as this one was. But um, I believe Mike proposed will be hosting. We may or may not have a special Horseman guest from Wood by Mohawk, all to be determined. But uh, either way, Ray, that will wrap up this episode, and we thank you, as always, for showing up. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, no problem. And racing fans, we thank you for tuning in and listening, and we hope uh, that, you've ha- that you've had that a successful start to your 2023 with wagering, and hopefully that will continue with this weekend's action, which includes, of course, the NFL playoffs rolling on, includes the Wood by Moal card, plenty of other thoroughbred and harness racing actors around the country and around the globe in fact we've got uh some kentucky derby preps coming up down at uh, the fairgrounds this saturday as the roads of the derby heats up so hope all your bets this weekend are winning ones and we'll talk to you next week here on first over with edison hatter
1: i'm at freehold tomorrow by the way